And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore here with Mark Schindler for your Monday night update. Before we start, don't forget you can get this podcast without ads by subscribing at theathletic.com slash NBA show. Big Monday night. We had a couple of marquee matchups, Mark, and we got to start the best team in the East. Met the second seed in the West and the Sacramento Kings. They held their own, but they were not able to come away with a win. 133-124, the Bucks take the win in Sacramento. That's a huge road win for the Bucks because the Kings are really, really tough at home. Yeah, this was uh, one of my favorite games I've watched since the All-Star break. I think there were a lot of really great things to take away from this. I was looking at this as a really important inflection point. Honestly, for both teams, you want to keep seeing the Bucks building momentum. Uh, a good game to, to test and find their offense. Obviously, the Kings are not a great defensive team. Um, but more importantly, I think when you look at this for, for the Kings, like the last time these two teams played, they got run off the court a little bit. They struggled to keep up. Their offense wasn't quite there. And I think they really found some things tonight. Yeah, absolutely. At one point in this game, the Kings led by as much as 15. They actually had a lead for the majority of the first three quarters, Mark. And it did look like a different Kings team. They clearly are a little bit more seasoned as the season goes on. And we knew that they were kind of saving their best for last. That's what they try to do. De'Aaron Fox, you know, he wants to get going in the fourth. And for them in the fourth quarter in this game, it was Kevin Herter. He just went absolutely bonkers in the fourth quarter. Yeah, Kevin Herter was awesome tonight. Eight of 11 from three, finished with 28 points. I tweeted this out during the game, but I just continue to be so impressed with what he does. Like, rightfully, everybody talks about Sabonis and Fox and, you know, Keegan Murray's emergence as a rookie. But what Kevin does, like, it, it cements everything that they do as, as a team, particularly as an offense, and takes a lot of really difficult defensive assignments. Um, and I think, again, like, this is not to, like, just go long and harp about the Kings. I, a lot gets made about their defense and what it is, and I get it. But also, I think to me, this is one of those games where, again, you just kind of get it in watching. Like, it's a war of attrition is how they play. Like, their defense is not something I would call good, but they do things well. Like, they try it's – it's not as simple as just saying they try really hard, but they have principles, they try and stick to them, and they do whatever they can to get out and win on the other end. But trying hard, it, it actually matters defensively. And this is something that I think does get lost a little bit because – you know, we, we tend to try to distill things down to uh, a little bit more scientific than just effort. But the truth is the Kings, for as bad as their defense is, you know, in aggregate, the effort is there, right? It's not for lack of effort. And, and I would say this, down the stretch against the Bucks, man, they did not stop fighting the entire time. The Bucks, you know, could not put them away until the very end. And then, of course, we get the big scuffle, which we'll get to. But, we, you know, we've gone pretty long on a team that lost. We should talk about the Bucks. Giannis back for this one after missing the big matchup against the Warriors on Saturday. And 
he made his presence known. I mean, this is another 46-point, 10-rebound game. He had 12 rebounds in this game, four assists. I mean, Giannis is probably the best basketball player in the world. He probably has been for the last, I don't know, three or four seasons when you consider the way he plays on both sides of the court. But this team is just so totally different when he's out there. They don't they don't struggle in some of the spots that they might uh, against high-level opponents, which Sacramento is. Yeah, uh, they had no answer for him tonight. They tried everything. They well, tried. no okay. one ever has an answer for Giannis. Let's, yeah, let's but they the, the Kings in particular did not. Like Chemezi Metsu, I think almost all of his fouls came on Giannis. Um, like Domas tries his best, but again, like there, there's only so much you can do when you don't have the bodies. And I think it's less about that. I think you see even more too. Okay. Well, we're going to send shaded help. All right. We're going to have somebody waiting in the lane. So if you try and drive, they're going to at least try and get into your handle. Um, but then you saw Giannis's passing. Like, again, I think looking at the box where you don't see enough with this, right? Like, okay, four assists, five turnovers, blah, blah, blah. That can't be great. But, I mean, I think just looking at this, so much of what kickstarted their offense in the half court was them having to send help to Giannis, Giannis getting the ball moving. Like, he had this awesome whip whip, whip pass cross court against shaded help from the middle of the floor uh, to Chris Middleton late in the game. And I think that was so much of, like, seeing what he was bringing in and how dominant he was in attacking the paint. Well, the dagger in this game came off a similar look that Giannis created for Brook Lopez, who had a monster game in this one. Four of six from three, 23 points, one big scuffle at the end with Trey Lyles. But, you know, we can't overshadow his importance to the team. Had three blocks. Brooke Lopez, I mean, again, he's always been underrated as a, as a defender. But what he's done for them this season as an offensive player and really buoyed their offense when they didn't have Middleton, when Drew Holiday was struggling, and, and nights like tonight. Drew Holiday goes one of five from three, only has 11 points. You know, he's still doing what he does defensively and creating stuff. But the shot's not falling. That's when, you know, it's such a luxury to have a guy like Brooke Lopez. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it was, it's been, like you mentioned, he's been so versatile as a scorer. Like, I think a lot of times people just think of him as a stretch big, but uh, he was run off the line. He made stuff happen. He hung out in the dunker spot. He made stuff happen. He came off the roll. He made stuff happen. Like, again, like, I think as much as this Kings team was trying to find ways to stop Giannis or, or Chris Middleton, uh, Brooke was always there, just kind of waiting in the wings, finding a way to, 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 to put the nail in the coffin. Yeah. And speaking of Middleton, uh, he's been a big question mark since he's come back from that knee issue, been slow to start games. This game, no different. First half of this game only had five points was kind of slow going for him, but really started cooking in the second half finishes with 31 points. I think the second half of this game was probably the best two quarters I've seen from Chris Middleton since he's come back. He had nine assists, was eight of eight from the line, five of eight from three. Overall, uh, the Bucks are, they've been the best team, I, I think, since the turn of to 2023. That's without a doubt. But in order to hit their peak, they need Chris Middleton that they had in the second half. The guy who was aggressive getting his shot, making his shots, and then when the help comes, finding other guys that can make shots. 100%. And I think, again, like, especially with Chris, you saw how much the Bucks were able to win with their size. Like, obviously, everything they did was spread out. But I think it's important to realize as spread out as they play is what allows them to use their size as well as they do. Like, I think the, the Kings really struggled to defend Chris just driving into post-ups. Like, De'Aaron Fox was on him at, at, at a lot of points in the game. And obviously, I mean, there was one kind of crucial uh 
mishap late where he tried to go really hard at the ball. But part of it was like, I can't get posted up again. And again, that ended up turning into to them letting up an easy bucket. But I think that's that's just part of what works so well with this unit right now. Yeah, and uh, should be noted that this game has big playoff implications. The Sacramento Kings, with the loss and with Memphis's win in their game against Dallas, they drop to the three seed. This stuff matters. I mean, the Suns, they lost to the Warriors, which we'll talk about shortly, but they're still three and a half games behind the Sacramento Kings. But the Kings now, they're in that three seed, and I just don't think that's where they want to be, especially when you look down on the uh, standing list there and you see the Golden State Warriors sitting at six. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. They've played pretty well against the top teams in the league. They're around 500. Uh, They have really struggled with the Warriors this year. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Speaking of the Warriors, Klay Thompson went off in the first half of this game. 33 of his 38 points in the first half, had eight made threes, and the Warriors beat the Phoenix Suns 123-112. to Biggest takeaway from this game, because it wasn't really a pretty game, and, and you know the Warriors kind of... Uh, almost fumbled this game away in, in the third quarter, as they are sometimes apt to do. But the big takeaway is, man, the Warriors get up to play against Chris Paul. Yeah, uh, there was a video that percolated of uh, of Steph, uh, circulated, of Steph uh, basically calling out to Chris Paul, it's not 2014 anymore, um, which I thought was kind of hilarious, especially as they came back into the game. But, like, yeah, it was – they were clearly drawn. They, they, were, they were up this one, as you mentioned – Watching Steph, like obviously Clay was incredible tonight, but um, watching Steph run off screens was special tonight. Uh, Joe Veray put out a really good video of this, just where like literally sprints like 180 feet in 10 seconds. It felt like um, it just mesmerizing stuff. It, it all, if I mean, the entire first half, it felt like Phoenix's defense was two steps behind. Yeah, I actually was going to say that I felt like all the Warriors looked pretty fast tonight. I mean, and this is the luxury yeah. of playing at home, but Clay Thompson in particular, right away, he looked fast and he was aggressive in getting to his shot. He was running out in transition and calling for the ball, calling for screens away from the ball to try to get open. Um, you know, really looked like the Clay that we know from the from the Warriors championship years. And and obviously we've seen a little bit more of that here recently when Steph was out, but now it's all coming together. And their big problem isn't winning these games at home. It's not beating the Phoenix Suns without Kevin Durant. It's stringing together consistent effort on the defensive end when they're home and on the road. And, and again, even in this game, I thought there were big-time defensive lapses for them. The Jordan Poole's defense down the stretch was basically non-existent, which, you know, again, getting back to what the Kings do, switching back and forth watching both of these games, even the Kings who didn't have, they don't have great personnel defensively. 
they still have that effort. And, and there are often times where with the Warriors, some of their guys just don't give you the consistent effort. Yeah, and it's really tough too with, I mean, no no offense to to him. He's been a really good player in the league, but like playing Andre Godala 16 minutes in, in 2023, that's really difficult. Part of that's what their their 10-day situation is. Like obviously Anthony Lamb and uh, Ty Jerome are both unable to play right now with how much they have played. Um, but that's, I mean, that's on the Warriors for where their roster's at right now. Obviously they're missing Andrew Wiggins, but that's, that's really tough, man. Yeah, but Iguodala in this game, plus 19. I actually thought Iguodala's minutes were fantastic. He brought a lot of energy to them, especially at the end of the second half or second quarter. I thought he brought a lot of a lot of energy out there when he was out there. And also, he plays defense like a man that is just not scared of a whistle at all. I don't know how he gets away yeah. with some of the hacking that he does underneath. Uh, for the Suns, again, this is another game where the lack of depth just really shows its face. You know, they make this huge trade for Kevin Durant. He's out until... Maybe the playoffs. I mean, they're trying to fight. They were at one point, at least trying to fight their way up the standings. Feels like they're kind of stuck in that four or five seed at this point. Um, you know, maybe, you know, if the Warriors are going to get hot, you could potentially even see Golden State making a push to, to you know, get up there with the Suns. And we know that the Clippers been playing better basketball lately. Uh, how do you feel about the Suns going forward? I mean, is this game going to be too big for them? They've got a back-to-back. They play the Bucks in Phoenix tomorrow. I mean, this is uh, probably one that they wanted to pick up. Yeah, I think it's not as simple as this, but like Chris Paul and Devin Booker struggling from three as much as they did hurt. Um, and Chris, even just late in the game, like I thought he was okay in the first half. Um, but as the game went on, like he was just off mid-range completely I didn't think the defense was really there like he was missing open shots um I think book was really good tonight but I always struggle a little bit with what his and I to his credit like he's gotten better with this of course over the years but I think when teams are really able to force him into we want you to take those 12 to 16 foot pull-ups which he's very good at don't get me wrong but like I do think with what their floor spacing is right now without Kevin Durant it just puts an added strain that I think is really difficult for them to match up with yeah, that's right. It sometimes falls into the trap that they've set for him, right? Like, this is the shot that the teams want him to take. And and eventually, he's got to figure out, all right, well, this is a tough shot now. I don't have the space. It's going to be a more contested shot. I got to find ways around it. But the Warriors, to their credit, they've been throwing out these junky box-and-one defenses at guys like Booker for the last few weeks. And it's it's throwing them off their game. So, I mean, I'm with you. They need KD back. I think that solves pretty much every problem for Phoenix, even the defensive issues because of his backline help stuff. But until they get it, I mean, this is what Devin Booker's basically got to live with, right? Yeah. And I honestly, like, I thought he was good tonight. Like, I thought the defense from him was pretty, pretty stellar considering even what their, the final score ended up being. Like, he was everywhere trying to make this game happen. It just wasn't there. Um, but, I, I mean, to answer your question, with KD back, I'm not worried. It just depends yeah. what time he gets here. Yeah, Devin Booker is a guy who just always competes, which is, you know, I'm a big Devin Booker fan for that reason, especially because I think he's underrated defensively. doesn't give enough credit for the scoring load that he carries and the effort that he always puts up on the defensive end. Well, that's going to do it for today's show, folks. Thank you guys for listening. For Mark Schindler, I'm Dave DeFore. Mark, let's get out of here. Ding, ding, y'all.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.